Hey friends, you guys just listened to me go on a little spiel about Anchor. Well, when you listen to that, it helps us make a little money, a penny at a time. This money is going to be put towards buying microphones for the podcast to help make the sound quality become more enjoyable for you guys. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. We would also like to be clear that the music you hear on this podcast is not ours. We do not own the rights to any of it. Teddy is working on making the official Roughnecks podcast audio, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Our podcast is meant to be comical, informational, interesting, and hopefully sometimes all of the above. If anything we say offends you, just know it's not intentional. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. But before we get into this week's episode, make sure you stop what you're doing. Go follow us on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast. Share our episode using the hashtag, hashtag Roughnecks Podcast. We are out on many platforms now, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Go subscribe, rate, and review. Leave an honest review because that we appreciate any feedback we get from you guys. If you ever have a topic idea, a question for Teddy or Cole, or just want to be a special guest, then email us at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram. But now it is time to get into this week's episode. We are back with another episode. This is episode eight of the Roughnecks podcast, and we are not in a dungeon once again. We are back on Zoom, and I'm actually starting to like recording this way better. Teddy's not able to join us today, but we would first like to say thank you to our listeners out there. We made it to 300 views in just over a month. It may not be much, but it is to us, so thank you for that. Joining us today, we have an Ohio State football player and current Ohio Wesleyan University Corners coach, Coach Owen Fankhauser. Thanks, Coach O. Welcome. Yes, sir. How are we doing? Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Love to be on. To start, let's just give us a little background on yourself. So I'm actually from Akron, Ohio, so uh, more specifically, but I played baseball, football growing up. Ended up going to Kent State thinking I was going to play baseball. Didn't work out. Coaches got fired, stuff like that, and tried out for the Kent State football team because I thought, why not? but that didn't work out either. Didn't make it transferred to Ohio state just for academics. Uh, wanted to focus on patient. Then ended up, uh, posting a tryout on Instagram. And I was like, all right, like, I think I'm in decent shape. Tried out for the first time in the fall. Then they told me they liked what they saw, but they wanted me to lose about 15 pounds, get a little bit faster, came back in the winter and they loved it. So worked out well for me. And now I used my connections ever since then. I've um, got myself here at OWU and enjoying the ride. So in your bio, it says that you were a safety, but Teddy says you were a corner. Which one was it? I was whatever they needed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever they asked me to be that day, that's what I was. So give us a little background on like the whole Ohio State thing, like what it's like to be a part of that. Like what's a game week like what do you go through like how are practices Uh, compared to like what you see at the d3 level so it's an unbelievable experience to start but so i'm trying to think so sundays after games we'd come in we'd get our rehab get everything fixed up we needed to then uh we'd lift we'll get a nice meal we'd lift then start watching some film we'd have like a nice little church reflection type deal then start watching film then sometimes we get some recovery during film. And then after we were done with film, we would head out to the field, get a nice little uh, fix up practice in. And then we'd have like a big victory meal, one of my favorite parts of the week. 
Sundays they'd come in, they'd give us something like Hyde Park, some prime ribs, some kind of huge meal for winning. Then uh, Mondays we'd have off. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday would be full pads. Wednesday would be uppers. Thursday would be shells or just, uh, we call them spiders, little padded shoulder pad things. But a lot went into it. We were there probably from 1230, one o'clock till about 830, nine o'clock every day. And then you'd go in in the mornings and lift at like six or eight. But Fridays would come, we'd have walkthroughs, head to the hotel for if it was a home game, wake up in the morning, make our walk and get going. But Honestly, practices between OWU and Ohio State, it's, it's the same kind of setup. Team takeoff, same exact thing. Start with an indie warm-up. Then we go about three, four periods of indie. Come together as team, seven on. It's a lot, a lot of the same kind of stuff. Do you have like a best moment there that you, like one of your favorite uh, moments from being there? Yeah, personally. So it was the Miami game last year. I think it was week three or four. We had, uh, it was pouring down rain. We were up 71 to five and they ended up putting our scout kickoff team in. (laughs) And so I was part of that. And so we run out there, we're in a huddle getting ready to go out. It's pouring down rain. Our uh, special teams coach comes up to us and he goes, all right, do we know what we're doing? We all look at him like, no, we don't know what we're doing. We never (laughs) ran our kickoff. Like, what do you mean? Do we know what we're doing? So we're just trying to like call out spots. And I got friends saying, I got the far side. I got the far side. I want the end. I want the end. <laughs> so we start running out there. And little do we know it's a TV timeout with two minutes left. So we're like, we got three guys running to the opposite side of the field. And they're like, it was an absolute <laughs> mess, man. But we all get back in our auto world, just screaming at each other, headbutting each other. And then we run down on kickoff. It was so funny. But it was one of the greatest <laughs> moments as a Buckeye. It was so cool. <laughs> Now, contrary to that, like, do you have a worst moment that you maybe want to share? Oh, absolutely. It was actually probably, it was my first year. So two and a half years ago, I was chilling in the hot tub after we had just beat Penn State at Penn State. After the Big Ben Vic reception late in the game, KJ Hill. So we're sitting in the hot tub, just kind of getting recovery and stuff and one of my friends had just torn his hamstring the night before and uh coach Meyer kind of asked us he's like so why are you always getting hurt he walks by and it's just standing there and we all kind of like chuckled <laughs> and apparently chuckling wasn't the answer <laughs> and he absolutely ripped me like it was just brutal just probably about five minutes just straight ripping into me kids walking by Everyone kind of like we had like one or two kids slide out of the hot tub real quick before he even got started. <laughs> and, and I'm just sitting there. I wanted to drown myself, man. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. And then he brought it to the team meeting and called us out and stuff. But yeah, that was probably the low of lows for sure. It was and now looking back, it was comical, but I was I was shitting myself, man. It was <laughs> oh, I believe it. What's urban like? absolute mastermind of a football coach because teddy's convinced he's just the biggest asshole you've ever met so i want somebody who can actually give um, us their opinion on him he means well everything off the field he's a great man but he's a businessman he knows what he wants out of his players he knows what he wants out of his team and obviously from recent history you can tell he gets exactly what he wants out Mm -hmm. of those teams so he knows exactly what he's doing but he puts a lot into 
his starters and stuff. If you're, uh, he, he is a big, you earn respect. It's not given. And when he says that he means it, like if you haven't earned his respect, he won't even look at you. He won't even like know your name, let alone like it, it's brutal, but teaches you some character and lessons for sure. How many players like are there on the team? I think we had a total of about like 115, 120. I think it's around 120. And then like, do they all dress for home games? Is it kind of like what we do here? Like everybody dresses for home games and then like only a certain amount travel. Yeah. So we have like 85 scholarship athletes. So there's for home games, the travel team, everyone who's on the travel list and everything, they're the ones that will go to the hotel, do all that stuff. But everyone will dress at home games for the most part. And then for away games, it's, uh, I forget what the, how big the list is, but yeah, you have that specific travel list that the big 10 only allows you to take so many, Yeah, um, but it's, and then those were some of the worst Saturdays for sure. It's not being on the travel list. You're just kind of sitting there watching almost as a fan and it just didn't feel right. doesn't settle right, but yeah. it was nice. They, they'd bring us into the facility and we'd sometimes watch together and they'd feed us and stuff, but just a different feel. You got a favorite coach? Coach Halfley, no doubt in my mind. Um, he was our co-defense coordinator and DB's coach last year. He came in and just, we call him the whiz, because every single time we had some kind of question, it was like he knew exactly, he knew the answer immediately. They'd come in at halftime, they'd be like, Coach, they're doing this, this, and this. He goes, well, yeah, that's why we're going to do this. He goes, I, I got you guys. Like, no worries. And shut them down immediately. And he actually cared for it. Like, he, you can tell he would never scream at you, never really get into like that but like you could see the disappointment in him when you mess up but it was a much more personable relationship and experience with him and the amount of football that man knew was unreal he's now head coach at boston college okay and he took a couple of my other favorites with him but strength coaches are also another favorite of mine Um, coach nico coach twos coach quinn coach mick obviously but all unbelievable dudes coach chris but yeah uh, kind of going off that, what are the workouts like? Are they like intense? Like, I don't know. I just feel like compared to like a D3, like you always see the videos on social yeah. media and stuff. Like they're going crazy. Like are those strength coaches really like that nuts? Oh, they're psychotic. I swear they're cracked out of their minds. So every morning they're I think they're there about four in the morning, maybe three 30, something. Like, it's something ridiculous like that. Probably four. And they're there till we leave, which on a lot of days is near seven, eight o'clock or whatever uh, during the season, but off season coach or in the winter coach Mick gets to have his fun with us. And, uh, our, like the craziest days are we do something called circuit city and it's just an absolute five circuits and you just go till failure in every single circuit. Like, and it's this, some of them are, are, you go, some of them, just absolutely blow you out. And it's like, we count down to the amount of days left till we play that team up North. And um, coach Mick just does whatever he wants to us for about, you know, in January, it's about 200 some reps. And then we will always end with some kind of math out like St. Valentine's day massacre is what we call it. It's on Valentine's day. So while other people are looking forward to it and stuff, St. Valentine's day massacre is brutal. We got to just come in. It's just the heaviest, most strenuous leg that you can possibly think of. And same thing with, uh, I think one of my favorites was the last day of each winter, um, each winter season. Once the winter workouts are finished, the last day is uh, our Harley did some workout and we come in, our coaches are decked out in Harley stuff. 
like the denim jackets, the leather everywhere. And uh, so you go crazy. It's a big leg day and everything. You're competing against each other. They're on like the tug of war type stuff. And you go outside and all of a sudden you have like two or three Harleys on our indoor turf and just start revving their stuff. And But it, it's so much fun. They get us going. So we're going to talk about something real quick. So uh, people can maybe tell the difference and know what it is because Teddy seems to think that gold pants are real pants. Can we please explain what gold pants are? Yes. So obviously we have a few Team Up North fans and I, I, I'm going to continue to call them Team Up North, but that is that uh, Michigan team. And uh, we have a few of those fans on our staff. So they were asking me to bring in like my gold pants and because gold pants are what we get as a team every time we beat the team up north. They have initials on them or numbers on them. And on the back, they have uh, the score of that year. And they're just this little gold pendant. What, what do you call it? Yeah, pendant that you can put on your necklace or whatever you need. And uh, Ted came in and asked me, obviously being the Texas boy, he just has no idea. But uh, normally you would think so you have some kind of idea. But he comes in and he asks me, he goes, can you like wear them? Like, have you put them on? And I'm thinking, I mean, yes, like on my necklace, <laughs> but like the way he's asking me, I'm like, what is this kid talking about? It's one of the first times like I've really talked to him and he goes, Oh, like, so like how big are they? I was like, Oh, they're like, just like this big. He goes, what do you mean? <laughs> he, so he thought they were actual gold pants that we could like put on or wear around. And I, I like didn't know how to respond. I was like, dude, no, like, so going off that too, like what's a Michigan week like? Cause I've heard things like, you, I mean, everybody hears things, especially being an Ohio state fan growing up watching yeah. Ohio state, like you, everybody hears like there's a difference in that week. Is there really yes. that big of a difference? So first of all, throughout the year we do, like in spring ball, we'll have a period set aside just for team up North. We call it team up North period. You go 15 minutes, um, scout defense uh, runs the Michigan defense. And then uh, they, and then scout, Oh, runs the team up North offense. And then, so that's all throughout the year. We do team up North workouts all throughout the year. And then once we get in season, um, we kind of lay low on like the whole period changes and everything. But once it hits team up, North, play one song throughout the facility, the entire week during workouts, during meetings, everything, it's one song. It's time for well, cool J and like everyone on the team knows every, they never turn it off. So then it's just a different mentality going into that week. The entire scout team gets their helmets taped up with uh, the maize and blue. So then they put them in like maize and blue jerseys on scout team. And it is just a physical week. The scout team is told to go crazy. The offense is told to just lay them out. So you definitely go at it. And it's just a different, I don't know, it's a different mentality that week. And I think that's one of the big reasons that we've had so much success against them recently because I just don't think they take it as seriously as Ohio state does. I've heard that. And it kind of, you can, I think you can, it shows a little bit you, considering you're starting to see it. Yeah. You know? So you played under both day and urban, right? So yep. did you see a difference in the two of them and like the team culture or anything, or was it kind of the same? Absolutely. I mean, I always like to say like one of the first things coach day told us coming in, he wanted to build our team based off love for one another instead of fear of failure or fear of someone higher up. You could like, he walked to walk too. like, he, he talked to talk being a family and he walked to walk being a family guy. 
Whereas I saw Coach Meyer just as that businessman who knew what he had to do to get the wins and knew what he had to do to be a successful coach. Whereas Coach Day would sit you aside, keep his door open. You could walk in, talk to him whenever you wanted, gave out his number to all the guys. And and he actually went through with it. Like to this day, I still talk to Coach Day. And um, so I would definitely, like, I loved playing for Coach Day. And there was, between him and Halfley, like they are two of the greatest coaches I've played for. So you got any players that really stood out to you as like, cause I mean, there was some that you probably played with that were, I mean, they're now in the NFL. Like who do you have any like leaders that you really looked at that were like, Holy crap. Like this is kind of crazy that I'm playing with them or like any favorite players almost. So one guy who became like slow or quickly became one of my best friends was Jordan Fuller. And he was also one of our best captains and leaders on the team. He, we called him, we joked around calling him Mr. Perfect because he never did anything wrong. But he was like a great leader, did everything right, pushed everybody to do better than uh, some of the freaks that were just like unbelievable, like Jeff Okuda, Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Like they were just different. Like they have that different twitch. And uh, like my dad would always ask me, like coming home, he's like, so where do you like compare? Like it was my first year and like in the spring, he goes like, where do you compare with some of these guys? I was like that. They're just different. <laughs> I was like, I don't compare to half <laughs> these guys. Like they're just absolute freaks. And, uh, but I think who else kind of Justin definitely stepped into it, but like this year you could tell he's definitely stepped up and been that guy. Tough Portland two on defense, probably the smartest player I've been around. Yeah, there's just so many. It's ridiculous the amount of talent people they bring in. Young guys, it's always funny going up against them on scout team like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. And then my first year, I was always going up against Paris Campbell. And it's like, <laughs> kid runs a 4 3, 4 4 40. <laughs> you just kind of look at him and you're like, dude, I don't know what you want me to do here. But. <laughs> So we're going to start something new on this podcast. Our episodes are released every Monday morning at 10 a.m. So we're going to start what we like to call Motivation Monday. Do you have any motivation to maybe a young listener that's listening to this, like something, a little quote or anything, like a piece of advice that you'd give to them? Oh, man, put me on the spot. <laughs> um, personally, like from my experience, I was told in life or something, you can get it. Like if you want something, if you want to be somewhere, if you want some like success in some way, work to get there. There's no way it's all mind over body. Like if you want something, go get it. It's there. And that's from me being told no at Kent, me being told no the first time at Ohio State, me being told no on the baseball team at Kent, fuel your fire, let it push you to that next level and find ways to get there. All right. With that, that's a wrap on episode eight of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you for joining us, Coach O. Thanks for having me. I would like to give a quick shout out to your podcast editor. You can find them on Instagram at your podcast edit. They're editing two of our episodes for free. This episode will be edited by them and possibly next episode. After two free episodes, they only charge a dollar per minute or $20 for episodes that are 20 to 60 minutes. Be sure to give them a follow and hit them up if you need your podcast edited. As always, be sure to share this episode with your friends by on social media by putting the hashtag hashtag Roughnecks Podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast and subscribe to our podcast and be sure you don't miss any episodes. We have another special guest next week, which is another Ohio Wesleyan coach, but we won't be focusing on football this time. We'll be hopefully diving into some military stories. So be sure to check that out next week. But for now, Roughnecks out. <laughs>